Hello, hello, you beautiful badass you. I am so honored. I'm so grateful that you are here because I have a story for you. And it is very interesting. If you been, if you follow me along on the socials, um, TikTok or Instagram, you might have seen my Quasimodo face and definitely had a good old laugh at it because it is hilarious. I, I'm telling you, like, I'm not just saying this. I actually look like Quasimodo. <laughs> and I want to share with you the story of what happened. Why do I look like Quasimodo? What's going on? And I was going to do it in a real form or a story form. And then I realized that it deserved its own, its own podcast because... I like to chitty chat. So, and this is also too why I find this to be so important and why so much of your wealth is connected to your health and how so much of the time that we take for granted, obviously when we're healthy, you know, because I I heard one time on a podcast that it's like, you know, um, there's a lot of desires that a healthy person has, right? But there's only one desire that a sick person has, which is to be healthy. And I always find that when I go through these experiences, um, there's lessons in them. There's something to be learned. Um, there's something to take away from it. And I love sharing it with you guys because not only do I think it's hilarious that my face ballooned up, um, but also there's, um, there's some learning in here with business as well as um, personal growth. And so I love that stuff, and which is why I want to share it. So back um, uh, Christmas time, a couple months ago, um, I've always had something on my forehead and it basically looked like a little bit of like a scar, but then it would kind of be inflamed a little bit, like it would kind of like puff up a little bit. And it almost looked like, li- like a tiny, tiny little bit of like a cauliflower. Like it was super unnoticeable. And I was home for the holidays or whatever. And my mom noticed it. And she's like, you know, how long have you had that? I'm like, listen, I looked it up. I Googled it. So of course I'm a doctor. It looks totally fine. Like nothing to worry about. Again, I had no thought in my brain that anything was wrong or off or anything. But my mom consistently said over and over again, I really want you to go get it checked out. Please just get it checked out, even if it's just for me. And as we know, moms know best. So um, I, because I'm queen of delegation, and I've been talking about delegation a lot on my story. And thankfully, this is why I'm so grateful for delegation. I had my assistant, I said, find me an amazing dermatologist um, in... Miami and book the appointment because I know that if it if it doesn't get booked like if it's not on the schedule it won't happen. And so this is what I talk about in your business makeover delegation is so important cuz there're just some things that we just push to the side, push to the side, push to the side and I'm grateful that this isn't something I push to the side. So anyway, I go to my doctor's appointment, he takes a look at it, he's like we're going to sample it, we're going to test it. Um, there was another area on my boob, weirdly enough, that I was like, hey, can you 
test this and then remove some molds and like, you know, the whole nine yards, right? Like I haven't been to a dermatologist in a very long time. So I was just like, can you just make sure like I'm here, everything's, you know, a-okay. I have like little broken capillaries on my face. So I'm like, can you just like take care of these at some point? Like, you know, um, and so anyway, hopped on my merry way. Um, you know, they cut a, they cut pieces of skin out. So they were like, just, you know, put a little bit of covering on it and that's it. So about a week and a half goes by and I get a phone call from the doctor. Um, and they said, you know, we have your results back. Obviously the moles that we took off were totally fine. Everything was great, but the thing on your forehead and the thing on your boob, it came back as cancer. And they said, the good news is, is that it's not melanoma. So melanoma is the worst kind of skin cancer that you can get. Um, so we're grateful that it's not that, but it is still a type of cancer um, that it's basal cell something or something. Um, and I was like, okay, um, you know, I, it, it, what's crazy is I wasn't shocked, nor was I, like, I was actually relatively calm at this point um, because it didn't, I mean, it didn't really hit me. I was like, okay, well, what are the next steps? What does this look like? And they said, there's something called a Mohs surgery, M-O-H-S, that they want it you know, you to get scheduled for. And what that means is they slice off a little bit of skin, they test it, they see if there's cancer there, then they go, if there is, and they go back, they slice some more so that they're not just like digging craters in your face. And I asked, and I said, you know, I like, what if I don't do anything? Like it, it hasn't bothered me. Like it hasn't, you know, what if I don't do anything? And they say, eventually, um, like it will be like an open sore on your face. And I was like, say no more. That's all you need to say to me. Let's get this scheduled. So we scheduled it for a couple weeks later. I called one of my um, best friends and I was talking to her about it just because she um, stays out of the sun as well as I do. So I'm not a sun worshiper at all. Um, I, I love being outside, but I'm usually, I'm always wearing sunscreen um, I have blue eyes, so I'm always wearing sunglasses for my eyes. And, you know, you hear all these things like there's the woman that I get my skincare products from. Um, I say it, the woman like I know her. Um, she's incredible and she loves the sun. She thinks it's so great. And she's in the sun and she's not wearing sunscreen. And then you hear other people that are like, don't go in the sun. It's evil. It's all right. Oh, it's all this stuff. And so I remember asking the doctor when I first went in and he was first testing everything and I was like, you know, um, you know, what would this be from? Like, is this, you know, what can I do to prevent these things from happening? And basically, uh, God bless him. He's like, Ashley, the damage is already done. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I can't fix this. And he's like, you just need to be really diligent about it. And so you know me, of course, I'm more, I have a very perfect blend of the physical side of the science of what's going on in the world, but also the spiritual side of it. And I will tell you that when I was a kid, um, I am from German backgrounds. I am a pasty. I have very white skin, very porcelain doll like, and I hated it. I've hated 
being pale for years. I mean, it's just like I get spray tans all the time. And I just, I love, I wish that my, my skin would tan. Now, here's the thing. Back in the day, I hated it a lot more than I do now. Um, and so back in the day, before tanning, uh, before spray tanning was like what it is now, I used to do, oof, the worst thing that you could do is go to a tanning bed. Like the worst. I'm telling you, if you're still doing that, please please stop. It is like the worst thing that you can do for yourself. There's like literally no benefits whatsoever. Please stop. And, um, and of course I told my dermatologist that and he's like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why we see people who are older coming in and, you know, having things taken out of their face and their bodies. And listen, you're, you're not thinking this when you're early in your early, like when I'm 13 or 10 or whatever it was that I went in the tanning beds, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about looking good in that moment. And it made me actually sad for a moment to think back on that time because I hated my skin so much. I was so angry that, well, first of all, like I have my dad's skin and my brother and my sister and my mom all have olive skin. So I'm the only person on vacation that would look like the American flag. I would be white when I first got there and red when I left. And I normally was wearing a blue bathing suit, which is like one of my favorites when I was a kid. And I'm like, I'm literally the American flag. <laughs> and, um, and finally, spray tanning and tanning became a thing. I was so happy. And I look like an Oompa Loompa for so many years, like trying to figure out how to use those lotions, like those lotion tanners. Oh my God. I remember there was this kid in school, Billy, and he made fun of me one time in science class. I will never forget this. This is probably something I need to like clear um, and work through. But anyway, it was like in science class. And I remember having orange legs. And I remember he said something about it and being mortified. And just again, just thinking to myself, I wish I was different. I wish this was different. And again, saying it now as the person who I am now and going through the things I went through now on my own journey, I feel so, I have so much compassion for that little girl that just felt so left out, so um, didn't fit in because of her looks. Like it's just so much of that stuff, right? So anyway, I... um, so I said, okay, I said, let's, you know, let's book the surgery. Um, let's get this done. I, by the way, had no idea what this entailed, right? Like I didn't really know what questions to ask. I was just kind of like, you know, okay. They were like, I think they booked the surgery like maybe three weeks from that point. And I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't ask questions. I just booked it on, they only had on Wednesday. So I booked it. So I just had this, I just had the surgery. Um, I'm recording this on Friday, I had it two days ago. So anyway, I get in there and I'm ready for the surgery again. I don't know anything about what's going on. And I just know based on talking to one of my friends is they're going to take some skin. uh, They're going to test it and they're going to keep doing it again, right? And I knew it was going to be a longer process because I actually had my assistant again, delegation, thank the Lord, Mindy, you're amazing, um, call to figure out like how long am I going to be there because do I need to move appointments? I mean, literally, like I had no idea like what, what all of this was going to involve in. And, um, and they said like, yes, it's going to be, it's going to be like 30 to 45 minutes in between. So I of course brought some work and I uh, was just going to work for my phone, listen to a podcast, that sort of thing. So anyway, I get there. Everything's great. Um, the doctor's office is amazing. 
Um, the ner- One of these nurses I absolutely love, like she always laughs at all my jokes. And so I love when people do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so anyway, they numb me up. Um, they kind of like walk, you know, they kind of are chit-chatting with me. I'm listening to like brown noise music, which by the way, if you have ADHD, it's amazing. It really helps with kind of calming your thoughts in your, in your brain. And I was listening to a podcast and they were just working on me. And so they, the first one got tested and it did come back again. So they had to go back in, get some more skin. But thankfully the second time that they went in, they got it all. So, um, the, he had come back in. And this was a couple hours. So, you know, like you, if you've been waiting at a place for an, a couple hours, you're like, okay, like I'm really tired. I'm thirsty. I just, I keep like extending my car, like uh, the parking in my car. I'm like, I'm ready to go. You know, like I'm, I, I want to get out of this office. So he comes in, he's like, okay, like they tell me that uh, they're going to close me up. So he comes in and he says, listen, I think that I want a plastic surgeon to close you up. And I said, okay, I really appreciate when doctors say that because He's like, listen, could I do it? Absolutely. Would there be a scar? Absolutely. Uh, would it be a very visible scar? Absolutely. And he was like, since you're young, th- that's a big scar to go across your forehead. So I really want a plastic surgeon um, to come in and do the closing. And you know what's funny is at this point, they showed me a picture and I was gobsmacked. I don't, e- I don't even use that word gobsmacked. I was shooketh. Like, there was literally a hole in my forehead, hole in my forehead. You literally could see like the fat. They had to cut down like really far into. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not, because he said it's going to be like a pinky nail. I'm like, this is not a pinky nail. This is like a thumbnail. This is a big old hole. And so anyway, he patches me up because he, he really wants a plastic surgeon and he kind of goes through my options. I tell him I'm really grateful that he said that versus trying to do it himself and that I'm really unhappy with it. Uh, and there's a huge scar across my forehead. And so um, he said, I have a plastic surgeon in mind, so I, so I want you to go to him um, and I'm going to see if he's available. So he leaves the room to go call the doctor and I t- tell the nurse, I say, listen, Whenever the appointment is, just book it for me. I, I just, you know, just whoever he keeps suggesting, because they asked me if I knew a plastic surgeon or wanted to go to my own plastic surgeon. Um, but he had shared with me this plastic surgeon was known for um, reconstructive, reconstructive plastic surgery as well as like um, elective surgery. So I'm like, just book him. He, he said this guy over and over again, um, just book it, Right. So later that day, they called me and they said, we got you in on Friday. I'm like, oh, thank God. It's only like two days, right? Um, And again, at this point, I just had a bandage across my head. Didn't hurt or anything. Everything was great, which is good. I thought maybe I would get a little bit of a headache. Again, I'm walking into this blind, right? My best friend's in town. We have sushi, sushi, we're talking, whatever, you know, whatnot. She stays over at my place. And um, and then come Friday, which is this morning, I go in... um, to my, the surgeon's office. And he's going through all the different options of how to close. And of course, I find the best option to be is the one that will get rid of my crow's feet. I'm like, listen, we got to do this two for one kind of thing. You know, I'm like, if I'm here, I'm going to do this. And also, by the way, I'm laughing at this whole situation because if you listened to one of my other podcasts, you will probably have known that I got a brow lift this summer because my eyebrows were um, a little bit off kilter. And oh my God, I say all these weird words like what's off kilter. (laughs) And so 
And I'm, I'm literally like the irony of what I'm going through right now. I'm like, I literally cannot believe this because in some of the ways that they would close this hole in my face, it would raise my eyebrow. And I'm like, I couldn't have just waited a couple of months in order to like have this eyebrow raised because this, because I would have gotten like a type of skin cancer and they would have had to, I just was like the irony of it. And so again, I was very grateful for the fact that the plastic surgeon was there because I went through with him and I was like, I had a brow lift. I really don't want this eyebrow to be raised. And then I was, I was like, but listen, in one of the ways that he showed me, I'm like, if you can get rid of these crow's feet, I'm going to love you forever. So anyway, the the surgeon gets started again. They numb me. Um, you're awake for this. And, um, you know, they're chit chatting and stuff. And, um, it's the plastic surgeon as well as the PA that's working on my forehead. And then the dermatologist is, uh, watching the whole thing. And you know what's funny is when I was sitting there at first before the surgery happened and the plastic surgeon was going through all these options, there were so many people in the room like staring at me. And I was like, I don't know if you get this way, but I'm like, I'm feeling very overwhelmed at this moment that there's like all these people kind of like, I mean, I love it because they're there for me and they're supportive and they're listening and they're learning. But man, sometimes in those situations, it can feel very overwhelming. And also I'm there by myself. I'm do- I did not realize that maybe, you know, it would be nice probably to have someone um, that was there uh, with me um, just for like moral support and stuff. But anyway, um, so anyway, I'm, you know, they're, they're closing me, I, you know, they're, he's chit-chatting. Um, he's super professional. He does such a great job, like such a great job. And what's interesting is he told me, he was like, you're going to be really puffy. I mean, he's like this right eye of yours is probably going to close shut um, and you're definitely going to be black and blue. And so I was like, okay. And I was like, the question I kept asking over and over again and Hot Trainer would find this to be hilarious. So I'm like, so what you're saying is I cannot work out at all. And they're like, no, (laughs) no working out, no strenuous activities. They, the nurse afterwards, like when they were like checking me out, she was like, you just have to relax. And I'm like, I don't understand what this word relax means in my vocabulary. I'm in the middle of a launch. I'm posting. I want to show up online. I want to do all these fun things. What do you mean I need to relax? And she loves to throw this in there, just slide it in there that she's like, yes. And when your eye closes, which again, I'm like, how did I not know all this was going to happen, right? They were like, we really want you to to lessen your screen time because it's going to put a lot of strain on the eye that's going to be open. And I'm like, oh my God, all the... And I'm like, so no TV, no computer, no working on my computer and no phone. I'm like, what exactly am I going to do? Like, what? (laughs) And of course, I know at this point I'm laughing because I'll, I'll read a book. I'll like, you know, obviously do fun things, but... Um, I just remember thinking to myself, like sitting on my couch, like just reading, being so, by the way, this is also how you know that you are addicted to your devices. I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? And it's funny because I've been sharing with you guys that I've been really tapping into the masculine and feminine energies. And I was talking to my coach about this and she was like, this is the universe, like literally like sharing with you that it's time to go into your feminine energy. And I'm like, yep, this is basically universe being like, you need to sit down and surrender into your feminine energy. 
So anyway, so I literally leave the surgery. I'm look. They like show me everything. That's like they show me the stitches that are that that's holding my forehead together. I literally look like a gator or a shark bit my forehead. I mean, I literally look like. It, it, I mean, it was. I was like, whoa, that looks a lot worse than I thought thought it would be. And so, of course, they like bandaged me up and everything. And I leave, I leave the office and I FaceTime my sister and we are literally dying laughing. I'm telling you, I look like Quasimodo. Like I have a big bump on my forehead where they cut it. And then my under, like my eyes becoming a lot smaller because, um, because obviously my eyes puffy and it's going to close shut. And I'm like, can I even drive with one eye? Like, can you Google like driving with one eye? Like what's happening here? Like there's no details of all of this like um, recovery. And I just found this to be this conversation to be very interesting because of a couple things. Number one, I'm so grateful to have the business and the lifestyle that I've created for myself because there's still an old version of Ashley that thinks to herself, if I'm not showing up every single day, if I'm not showing my face, if I'm not presenting things or if I'm not teaching things that my business isn't running. That's old Ashley's thought process. And every once in a while, that old belief system creeps through, right? And now obviously I know the tools and everything that I teach in Your Business Makeover to like get me through that. But I'm so grateful for the fact that I have the business that I have and I've created delegation in my life where I'm able to take a full day and not work even though every ounce of my body and being wants to work and show up and do videos and all that stuff. It really allowed me to surrender, number one. Number two, delegate to the people that I need to. Like I talked to my assistant on the phone. I delegated some stuff. I delegated some stuff to my personal assistant. And then also just learn to surrender into the fact that like, this is exactly why I created the business that I created. We're not supposed to be always on, always working, always pushing forward. It's really that cha-cha of like leaning back and allowing things to happen and the receiving energy. And this is one thing that challenges me so much because I'm such the person that's doing. I'm such the person that's always go, 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 go. And now having this really working on healing is challenging for me you know? And it gives me a lot of empathy for things that people are going through, especially when it comes to body. And I want to share this and be super vulnerable because when I got up and went to the restroom right after they closed me up and I had a bandage on my forehead, I looked in the mirror and I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to date anymore. I guess like I'm going to put my 12 dates that I set for myself in my 12-week plan. I think I'm going to set that aside for a little bit. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, who are you? Like, who is this that's speaking right now? You know, like there was, and we love all versions of ourselves. There was an old Ashley that did not care about what she looked like. She just showed up. She was confident. She was, you know, would step into any situation. It would just with a smile, like, and now I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And the first thought that ran through my head was like, I can't date now. And I, and I, and I looked at myself and I'm like, in that moment, I was like, I'm sharing this story, like a hundred thousand percent. And I'm not hiding. I'm going to go out. I'm going to walk. I'm going to have my head like held high. I'm going to be like, I'm just going to make this fun and enjoyable and laugh and like, 
and not I just it's just so funny it it makes me so sad for that little girl inside of me the little confident girl that like showed up and you know um just was so brave and jumped into situations with both feet and now I'm looking in the mirror at myself puffy looking like Quasimodo being like who's gonna like me if I have a puffy face and in that one second and this is why it's so why I love so much the work that I do in all of my programs in that one second I was able to clear recognize and work through that belief system choose a new belief system and move forward and take inspired action on that new belief that I was like I'm not letting this hold me back like there's just, there's no way. Like I'm going to be so, this is why I'm showing up on social media, not caring at all that my face is puffy. I really could care less. Like I'm taking care of myself. I'm wanting to bring awareness to other people to wear your sunscreen, get the heck out of the tanning beds, you know, take care of your beautiful skin, go to the doctor when things start to, you know, feel a little bit off, um, trust your own self, you know, be your own guru. Um, another thing that I'll share with you that I learned from this situation is the fact that, um, I always like, so we talked about the physical scientific side of, I had skin cancer on my forehead. The other side of it is I wanted to learn about the spiritual side of it. And I love Louise Hayes. You can heal your life. It's one of my favorite books. Um, I have it on Audible, I have it on Kindle, and I also bought the paperback. And I love her. I listen to her like nighttime meditations. Oh, it's amazing. Incredible if you need a good nighttime meditation. And I wanted to know what skin cancer meant on a spiritual, I can't think of another word, but I'm going to use spiritual here. I'm like, a spiritual level like why basically asking myself like let's learn like why did I, why did I manifest this into my life like I want to learn a little bit more and you'll probably laugh because you know now the background of my story is cancer manifested into uh into your reality is resentment and um and hate a little bit and it made so much sense sense to me because I hated my skin for so long. I mean, I used to wish my skin was a different color. I used to be like, I just wish that it was darker. I had more melatonin. I used to think like, maybe I could take melatonin pills. And like, I was like, how do I change it? You know, and I remember thinking, honestly, before spray tanning was a thing, I remember thinking, I wish I could dip myself in like a, a container of like brown, like, so I look tan. I wish I could just dip my whole body in it like a, like an Oreo cookie in, uh, in milk, you know, like I wish I could just like dip myself. And now obviously that's what spray tanning is for. And, and I was laughing when I was reading Louise's Hayes's like explanation about manifesting cancer. Um, and again, if this is triggering you, obviously do your own research look into this. I know people have experienced cancer before. I have a lot of cancer in my family. Um, I'm not making light of this conversation. And I'm also not sharing that hearing words that people manifest cancer into their life is very hard to hear. Um, My recommendation, go read Louise Hayes, um, recognize if this is at all triggering. Um, I just want to put that out there because I've done a lot of work on this. And uh, if you're hearing this for the first time, it might 
make you angry or sad or upset. And I just want to say, I recognize that I've been there um, and I see you and I hear you. Um, And so anyway, I love Louise Hayes because she talks about how she had vaginal cancer, that she had um, cervical or she had some sort of cancer. Um, And she talks about the fact that the reason that she manifested cancer in her own life was the fact that she was sexually abused as a child. And after working through some things and releasing and working through the energetics and she changed her whole diet. So she did both the scientific as well as the spiritual side of things. Um, she was cancer free and lived a very, very, very long, uh, long, healthy life. And so anyway, I wanted to learn that because I was like, okay, now that I know that it came from this like hatred of my skin, I want to love my skin. I want to love this person, this body, this personality, this everything that I have. I love who I am so much. Like I just want to just like wrap myself up in like a barefoot dreams blanket with how much I love myself, you know, and really practice that. And you know, I say I'm a fit person, you know, every single day when I'm going to the gym and when I'm manifesting an amazing, like my you know, I want to strengthen my abs. Now, one of the things that I'm going to add is like, I love my body. I love my skin. I love how it looks. And I'm not saying I'm going to stop spray tanning because I love spray tanning. It gives me an instant confidence boost, but I'm going to love who I am at every stage. I'm going to surrender and really dive into the fact that like, I love who I am so much. And there's so much more that's skin deep. (laughs) No pun intended, right? But like, there's so much that, you know, love to give back to myself. You know, we give it so much to other people and our dogs and our animals and our kids and our partners. And I want you to practice turning that love that you give to other people and really, really, really loving yourself. You know, when my best friend was in town, we were talking about um, releasing weight And I shared with her that I had been working with my trainer for a year. And I remember there was a breaking point where I was like looking in the mirror one time and I was so frustrated because I was like, I've been working out with a trainer that I've wanted to work out. Like I always wanted to be able to afford to invest in a trainer always. And now that I'm able to, I was so excited to do it and do it, doing it consistently And after a year of doing it, kind of on and off, I will say it wasn't like every single week. Like there was like three, a month that I was like traveling and and all that stuff, right? But I remember it being like about a year, a year and some change where I was working working out with a personal trainer and being like, I don't feel like I've shed any weight. I'm stronger 110%. I feel a lot stronger, but I don't like why, like I'm confused here why do I not have a supermodel body? Like I, I'm, I'm lost about what's happening here. <laughs> and I remember in that moment that I was like, this is how I ask myself in business too. And what I go through in business is I was like, something has to change here because I'm doing the, and I'm taking the inspired action. And this is where people get it wrong sometimes, right? I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to quote unquote be doing you know, I, I'm taking the inspired action on the things uh, by hiring the trainer, showing up, doing those things, right? But, so, but I'm still getting the result of not feeling good in my body. Something needs to change. And it hit me. It's my mindset. 
that the only reason why I was working out at the time was because my belief system at the time was if I look a certain way, then I will be able to put myself out there and date someone. Then I will be worthy enough for a man's love. Then I'll be worthy enough for the guy that I want to attract into my life, um, his, you know, his acceptance. And I remember when that, uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my God, I'm not working out for me. I'm working out for someone else. I'm working out for this imaginary character that like I can't have. It's like the if this, then this. Yeah, if I get a good body, then I'll be able to put myself out there and date fallacy. And I'm like, oh my God, it it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I have, my mindset is the thing that's holding me back. And the thing here is, You'll never hate your body enough to make changes. That's not where it comes from. So if you want to do something different in your life, if you want to shed weight, if you want to make more money, have a different business, go on dates, find love, you're not going to hate your body right now enough to make it change. There's so many times where people say like revenge body or they say like, you know, um, they get in really good shape and like right after a breakup or right after this like really terrible event that happened in their life. They're like, I don't understand. Like, you know, I used to be so skinny or I used to be so in shape and now I'm not, you know, especially if they're out of that like revenge body side of things and they don't understand it. They're like, why can't I just go back? You know, why can't I just, you know, be in that position? It's because at that time, well, first of all, revenge body is a very different mindset that you're doing it because you want to look good for someone else. And it just hit me that I was like, I have to do something different. And I have to start loving the body that I have now, right now, if nothing were to change. And this is the same thing I would say about your business, about your love life, about your money situation. Love where you're at right now. Love it. Surrender into it. Be so grateful. Every single time something happens in your business, celebrate it. Be happy around it, right? Every like When you look in the mirror after you get out of the shower and you're putting lotion on, celebrate that part of your body. Love on it, right? We're so critical of ourselves lately. We're so, we so come at our bodies with such hatred a lot of times. And I want you to say like, that's not where the changes are made. I promise you that. And I'm telling you, they manifest into a lot more things later on down the line, right? And then eventually it's your body's gonna force you to look at it, right? And be like, you know, even that I look like Quasimodo right now, I love myself so much. Like, I'm so grateful because I get to look at myself in the mirror and first of all, laugh, right? But it's a good laugh. It's not like, it's not like I'm making fun of myself to ease the tension of other people. I'm actually like having fun with it. I'm actually enjoying myself. Like I could 100% go out to the fanciest restaurant right now in Miami and totally be looking like this and feel totally comfortable and totally normal. And this did not happen overnight. This is something that took practice on working through my limiting beliefs, working on loving who I am now, realizing and having the awareness that I had to do something different, right? That's what really happened. And that's honestly what what I talk about in all of my programs, that awareness of like, once you realize or want something different, it's like, okay, I know that I want something different. I know I need to do, think differently than what I'm doing now to get different results. And how do I do that, right? And all of my programs have that how-to kind of scenario built into them. But 
This was a very long-winded way. I shared a lot in this podcast about all the things I went through, but I love going on tangents. I think it's like one of my favorite things. It's why I love having like a podcast is like just sharing and being so vulnerable about all the things I went through, being so comfortable, just like just going through this situation. And I just want to say, if you're going through something right now, I see you, I hear you, like I understand like what that looks like, what that feels like. I know what people are going through is way worse than mine. I know what people are going through. I I know that we have a culture sometimes of comparison, you know, well, kind of saying like, well, at least you didn't go through this or at least you don't have that, right? But I just want you to know is like you're seen and heard in this moment right now. Whatever you're going through, it's your and your story alone. And it is totally okay for you to be in those feelings. You don't have to rush through them. You can sit in them. You can feel them. You can work through them. Like I see you. I hear you. I support you. I love you. I think you're beautiful. I think everything that you're going through has a purpose, has a reason. Um, if I could leave any sort of tip about this is find the reason what it is that you're going through. What's the positive? What's the, you know, um, what do they call it? The silver lining? What's the light at the end of the tunnel? What can this help you with? For me, this gives a lot of compassion around people that are going through a lot worse things than I am. Um, Pain and uh, something happens to your face and you look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself anymore. Like, you know, all these things, even if I experience them on a smaller scale, I have a lot of empathy for people that are going through that. So I love you so much. Thank you for being here with me and listening to this podcast. If this was helpful, please share it with people. I mean, I love seeing it. If you post on social media, I always tag you. I always celebrate you. Um, If you want to take this deeper and you are in business, um, definitely check out Your Business Makeover. Um, It is a a pre-sale right now for the next couple of days. Um, And then cart closes uh, next Friday, I believe. Um, But make sure you're following along on Instagram because I give you all the updates there. And I am so excited for you. I cannot wait to see your growth in life and in business. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I hope you have an amazing morning, evening, afternoon, or wherever you're at in the world. Bye.